0: From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. Larry Kudlow here. By the way, um, this is sort of breaking news. If you want to hit us on the Internet, live stream us, you can go to LarryKudlowShow.com, LarryKudlowShow.com. How about that? Live stream us all across the country and around the world and the solar system, so you won't miss a thing. Now we're going to do some economic and stock market Work and we have Stephanie Link, Chief Investment Strategist, Hightower Advisors, Head of Investment Solutions, and Nancy Tengler, CEO and Chief Investment Officer of Laffer Tangler Investments, which has a five-star morning star rating, which is very cool. Nancy Tengler, five stars, huh? That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like that.
1: Yeah, me I like,
0: too. I'll bet you do. <laughs> and uh, the great Stephanie Link, my old pal. So, kids, it's interesting to me. There's a lot to cover today, but the stock market's gone down. I, I think four weeks in a row it's gone down. But it's not crashed. In fact, nothing's really crashed. We've seen some retreat in interest rates. I guess treasuries are a safe haven the dollar exchange rate, the DXY, has held up, actually strengthened, in fairness. Um, gold has been strong. Gold's up to 1970, uh, 1,970. And also interesting, to me at least, the five-year tips break-evens are at 326. Uh, those are up a lot this week, 16 basis points. But, Stephanie me start with you, you know, given all the issues and problems in Ukraine and energy uh, and high prices and gasoline and whatever, um, the market is done okay. And in fact, yesterday's jobs numbers suggest once again that the economy is still hanging on. So what do you make of all that?
2: Mm -hmm. It's great to be here, and it's good to be on with Nancy as well. I think what you're seeing this year so far is multiple contractions because of all the uncertainties uh, that you started to highlight. We have, obviously, the unknowns on Russia. We have real inflation. Anywhere you look, look at those unit labor costs, the core PCE, and even yesterday's non-farm payroll, the wage number at 5.1% year over year. I know it came down. and It was less than expected. That was a total mixed situation uh, where you had more leisure and hospitality jobs and less technology and utilities, so you had to mix it. But there's still inflation there, no, no question about it. And and quite frankly, it's all of these things in addition to the Fed, even though we know they're going to go 25 in two weeks, we don't know if they're going to be able to engineer a soft landing. So all of these things are leading to multiple contraction. Multiples have gone from 21.4 times for the S&P at the beginning of the year to about 18.8 times. Hmm. Uh, that's not terrible, but guess what? It's still above average. 18.8, is the, the average is about 16, 17. So uh, we could go lower because of the uncertainties, but to your point – the economy is, is very strong uh, across the board. The data has been very uh, encouraging. And guess what? Equity inflows year to date are $86 billion. So hmm. you had flows in February alone at $63 billion. So money is still pouring in because there's no place else to go. But here's the interesting thing. At the top of the list, it's commodities and gold inflows. So that's very, very telling. And you're seeing outflows in technology. So there's, there's a lot going on underneath the surface, Larry, for sure.
0: Yeah, commodities. Um, Nancy Tangler, oil and commodities. Aren't those prices going to stay high and probably keep going up?
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, I think one of the most interesting commodities is coal. Uh, if you look at the contracts, that's 175 percent year to date. Um, you know, it's just ironic in in so many ways. But um, yeah, we've been we've been investing in commodities, really with a, a focus on um, the metals and miners that would support green energy but we hedged it all with oil because as you know larry i drive an f-150 so i just think <laughs> it just seem like the right thing to do um, but we started that a year ago and and it was really driven by copper and you know the usages and the evs and and i think i mean i've just cautioned people not necessarily chase the trade but yeah we think we think you're going to continue to see strength in many of those commodities i mean wheat contracts are up 56 percent uh if you look at um Copper it's up ten, uh, but but Brent is up you know fifty two. So I, I think you have to be in that trade, uh, and so we we put our clients in that in a separate strategy. But I, I agree with Stephanie, and Stephanie, it's good to be with you as well. Uh, I, I agree that multiples have contracted. Certainly, earnings the earnings season was. Spectacular. Um, It's a backward looking metric, but of course, we receive guidance from management and dividend growth has been extraordinarily robust. Mm. We've we've seen companies announcing, you know, 40, 50, 100% increases, as well as the more mundane 8 to 10, 11, but that's still excellent. And, uh, you know, a lot in between. And it's not just the energy companies. I mean, UPS raised their dividend by 49% target. Got approval next quarter to to raise twenty to thirty uh, percent coal 's just announced one hundred percent steel dynamics thirty percent so these are it 's a broad spectrum of companies and managements don 't raise their dividends. Um, without considering future earnings and the sustainability of it, so we think that below the surface, that's very positive. Um, and we've been adding to uh, segments of of the market during this time, just because we're getting the opportunity to upgrade the underlying quality of our portfolio.
0: Do these, um, Stephanie? Do these commodity producers pay good dividends? I mean, Nancy just mentioned uh, steel, and I think you mentioned did you mention coal, Nancy?
1: Uh, well, I just mentioned the contracts, yeah, but,
0: but do they, they do, do they, and
1: I'll let Stephanie opine.
0: Well, yeah, Steph, do they, do they pay dividends? Do oil companies pay good dividends or commodity producers in general pay good dividends?
2: Well, they're starting to, right? I mean, that's the whole reason why uh, energy prices have actually, they before the Ukraine and Russia issues, they were on the rise because of the whole ESG clean energy movement. And from shareholders pressuring these uh, the energy complex across the board not to produce more, but to actually share, uh, re- use that free cash flow to return to shareholders. So mm. you asked dividends, Chevron, 3.5% yield. But by the way, two years ago, I'm sure Nancy was buying this as, long, as well as I was. I bought this two years ago when it was yielding 9%. It is now <laughs> Chevron at 3.5%. Exxon is at 4.2%. This is the dividend yield. Conical Phillips 2.1%. Eog, that's an E and P company. That's three point five. So they Damn. are starting. One company that I happen to own is uh, Diamondback Energy, and it's astounding how much they are returning to share to, to shareholders. Yeah. and and uh, and that's what, and they're committed to doing it. And. I will predict that they will offer a special dividend because they have so much free cash flow. And to Nancy's point on earnings, she's spot on that earnings that were excellent last quarter and, they're go- and estimates are going higher, only about 2 to 4%, but they're still going higher. And that's encouraging. But the absolute theme in earnings in the last, 6 uh, let's say, six months, two quarters or so, is free cash flow. Companies are generating an enormous amount of free cash flow. And not only are they buying back stock and increasing dividends, but you're also starting to see a CapEx cycle, which we haven't seen in quite some time.
0: Yeah. Well, that was my, but aren't, they're afraid to produce. Yes. Be, because yes. of these regulatory policies. So they're, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't have a view on it. They're doing what they have to do because they're businesses and they have to uh, play to their shareholders. But uh, we should be producing much, given these cash flows you're describing, Uh, they should be plowing it into production and investment for future production. And it doesn't sound like they are. It sounds like they'd rather just return the cash to their shareholders. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying it is a fact of life right now. The ideological biases of the administration and its regulators are saying, you know, don't make big commitments. In fact, they won't even let them make big commitments. They won't let them have onshore leases. They won't let them have offshore leases. We're buying, mm-hmm. Ru- we're buying Russian oil. Uh, we're, God knows uh, we, we may be buying Iranian oil. I mean, I think it's the dumbest thing in the world, but that's the way these guys are going. I mean, it's very strange. Very, very yeah. strange. And it's not the most efficient thing either. It's not great for economic <laughs> growth overall. No, well, no, definitely
2: not. And I would say that, you know, I, I worry about, look, I mean, you're at, uh, we are at WTI at 115 in terms of crude prices. And there are some projections out there that are crazy town, like 150 to 200. If we put more sanctions on, on Russia, we'll have to wait and see. I, I'm not calling for that at all. But even 115, look, that consumers are feeling it, right? Mm. And, and across the spectrum. And, and, con, and the consumer, Larry, you know this. It's seventy percent of the U.S. economy, right? And so we can't have the consumer roll over. We're not seeing any signs of it yet, but we got to watch it because it's not just at the gas pump, right? It's across the board, uh, and uh, and and it is something definitely to watch. And fortunately, some of the companies that I've talked to, they're able to increase price. Well, if you increase price, eventually demand gets, you know, there's some, could get um, destroyed, and we're not seeing it yet, but it is certainly something. If you if you ask me something that I worry about, that's what I worry about.
0: Well, Nancy, were you surprised 678,000 jobs plus 92,000 upward revision from the prior two months? So it's 770,000 jobs. Um, The economy, the basic economy is still pretty strong. Even with the 7.5% and rising inflation rate, we're still hanging in there pretty well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I've am I'm a, I'm a st- I'm, I've studied at the uh, feet of the master incentive uh, economist, Arthur Laffer. And, you know, when we took away uh, or when the, the government stopped subsidizing people to not work and, and mind you, you know, in the summer, we, we were talking about it on your show, um, that the Fed was 100 percent laser beam focused on employment all the while. The federal Government was paying people to stay home, and right. so once once that was removed, I think we started to see improvements people returning one of the most interesting stats for me on the on the job numbers was that you saw in the participation rate one and a half percent increase in high school education, and a, a lot of those people were benefit fisheries of um, Subsidy payments. So I think that's very positive. Um, getting people back to work is a much more effective way to improve their disposable income on a sustainable basis and and keep consumer spending um, going. But I think interestingly um, that you know the yield curve is. is Steph's worried about. Um, Oil as am I. I'm also worried about the um, dangerously flat yield curve. Uh, I, I take comfort in the fact that we had a yield curve 40 to 70 basis points between the twos and tens in the 1990s, and stocks returned um, you know about 70 percent during that two-year period. But this is this is what I'm watching, and it's hard to decipher because there's also a flight to quality going on. So it's hard to. To take a lot of information from the yield curve, but we are watching that. I'll add one last statement about credit market. You know, pension plans um, it, uh, authorized the highest allocations um, to credit than they than they've ever done in a one month period. It was uh, seventeen point. One hundred and seventy three billion sorry, over the last uh, twelve months and then nineteen point seven in february well that, that goes into uh, corporate America, and this is one of the, the themes that we think is very positive for the market. once companies they issue bonds so they can buy back their shares as well as capex, and the tech capex cycle is, is very exciting, but then they use the cash to, to buy back shares and or increase their dividends. And that's been putting a floor under the market, uh, I think, over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. And so we think that's going to you know, kick back in uh, once we get through Fed, Fed Day on March 16th.
0: Well, let's take a quick break here. Let's take a quick break. I want to come back and talk about the Fed. We're going to have a, a rip-snorting, roaring regime change quarter point increase in the Fed's target rate. With a 7.5% inflation rate, I don't know, Stephanie Link, Chief Investment Strategist, Hightower Advisors, and Head of Investment Solutions, and Nancy Tengler the CEO and Chief Investment Officer of Laffer Tengler Investments. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. Now, back to The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. By the way, LarryKudlowShow.com on the Internet. You can live stream us everywhere on the planet. We're talking to Stephanie Link, Chief Investment Strategist, Hightower Advisors, Head of Investment Solutions, and Nancy Tengler is the CEO and Chief Investment Officer of Laffer Tengler Investments. Um, Ladies, Stephanie, start with you, Fed's going to raise the target rate by one quarter of a percentage point. The CPI is 7.5% rising. The PPI is 10% year-on-year. Year. Import prices are 11%. So they're going to take it up a quarter of a percentage point, and it, it's putting me to sleep. I'm snoring. It's just, it's just, <laughs> I mean, really? A quarter of a point? How tough is that? I mean, that's really tough. The ghost of Paul Volcker is hanging nowheres over this. What's going to happen here with the Fed? And what does it mean? Does it mean anything? And how does it affect this? Your flattening yield curve stuff. Both of you talked about that. It's a very good point. I mean, I think, let me just throw more on on the table. So recessions are always preceded by big oil shocks, oil price shocks, and inverted curves. So we're kind of creeping toward both, even though you don't see it in the economy. And the Fed is going to do a quarter point, which I would guess has no impact on anything. But what do you think? Steph, start with you.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think they're way behind the curve. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you had uh, what they look at uh, most importantly, and you know this, Larry, and so does Nancy, core PCE. That's what they look at. Like That's the mm. most important piece to the, And it's 5.2% year over year. They are looking for a target of two. So you're at 52 so we are way behind the curve, and they have to do uh, a, a lot of. They have to do a lot of tightening. I think now. What I think twenty five. I think it, they would have. They could have gone fifty. I was never thinking that in the first meeting, but they could have gone fifty. But then we had Russia, and so um, I think he's pragmatic. He's trying to say, hey, I don't want to spook everybody, and uh, we know we have to do this. But we have a big looming concern out there that we weren't expecting kind of thing. And that's, the again, the geopolitical issue. So I think um, they're going to absolutely do four times this year. That just gets you back to normal policy, though, right? That's, we're in emergency policy mode right now. So if they raise it four times, uh, that is getting back to normal. And then I think they're going to be data dependent. And you and I have talked about this. That's my theme for 2022. I think we're all going to be just data dependent. We're going to look at all the data and see what happens. And then they'll act. Um, the bond market's pricing six rate hikes, that, that we know. Um, I would argue we can handle six. I don't think it's going to do anything for inflation, quite frankly. That's number one. And number two, I don't even think it's going to slow us down all that much. I think there's a lot of momentum in the economy. And, and a lot of good things are happening um, at various different companies and industries. They have streamlined for the last two years. They had no choice. Um, they have put in price increases to offset commodities. They're seeing real demand growth right now. So we are going to slow down, but that's because we're not going to have as much stimulus as we had last year, and you have tough comparisons and all that. I think you're still going to see 3%, 4% GDP growth this year, and I still think you're going to see about 10% earnings growth in that scenario. And, and equities are going to be just fine in that in that scenario. Now, the flat yield curve, that's a different story. I think you're definitely – you have concerns about us flowing, the flat the yield curve is telling you do we slow back to trend or even below trend and also the russia concerns so mm. i think there's a lot going on in the bond market right now and it's hard to really take a lead from them but it's certainly something but, to to watch
0: but nancy tangler one risk here um we saw this is a 1970s story you had big oil price shocks and the federal reserve doesn't tighten policy now tighten policy what i'm thinking about here is the monetary base and the money supply. If they accommodate $115 oil, then the inflation is going to go higher and higher. I mean, if you want to deal with oil prices, you should deal it from the supply side. We should produce more oil and gas, and we should deregulate. But if the Federal Reserve plays around and says, well, oil prices are high, and that's bad— and we better leave it alone, then, in effect, they are going to accommodate, I don't know, a 10% inflation rate.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I never thought I'd say this, Larry, but I really miss Paul Volcker. I mean, those were <laughs> wicked times to be in,
0: be investing.
1: But, know. you know, in, he, he, during his 10 years, stocks were up over 360%. So mm-hmm. um, once once we got inflation under control um and he start, you know, the crime rates started to come down. Things look robust. I think one of the differences now is that we we were in the high unemployment period back then and we're in, at almost full employment now. And so it remains to be seen. I mean, I, I think all this hand-wringing over 25 or 50 basis points is, is ludicrous because, right. as you and Stephanie have both said— you know this. This doesn't even get us close. If 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 we believe that monetary policy has to get above inflation, it's going to take years uh, to get this right-sized. And the Fed continues to count on the fact that uh, they believe inflation is. They're not using transitory anymore, but they think you know that inflation is going to begin to come down. And you only have to look as far as the Atlanta Fed's sticky CPI at four point two percent in January. Mm-hmm. The flexible was up. Uh, Seventeen point eight, and flexible is thirty percent. So yeah, you could see some of that come down uh, as we as we move through. The supply chain was easing pre-Ukraine uh, and Russia. I I don't know that yeah, but, that's the case
2: more. Go back. You
0: know. Go back to basics. Let's let's go back to Laffer. We only have a little bit left. Go back to Laffer Mundell model. If you want to curb inflation, then you have to strengthen the value of the dollar, and you have to cut back on monetary growth if you want to spur growth then you have to cut taxes and regulations these guys are doing it exactly wrong that's my concern they're doing it exactly wrong anyway ladies thank you stephanie link nancy tengler we appreciate it very much folks money and politics right after this steve moore uh, is going to join us with liz peak i'm larry kudlow